Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. things off yes please we're here at the end of another year and it has been one hell of an interesting one tell me about it we had some ups we had some downs we've been provided with an array of assorted entertainment and Mm. i feel like we need to talk about that. Yes, we shall. And I think we will. And I think that's definitely my cue to say, welcome to, and that's why we messed up the podcast, talking about nerdery and geekism and all else in between from a South London postcode. I am your husky voice presenter, Shannis. <laughs> On the uh, left of me is a bigger, uh, big man booger, <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello, good evening, good morning, wherever you're listening to. I hope you're well, and I will be running this episode as our lovely sisters under the weather today. But I'm sure with me and my brother to the right, the co-host, Mr. Instant Classic, we can bring some joy to your ears, wherever you're listening to today. Oh, I saw my piece. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you've heard the fact that Yeet is now back in fashion. Yes, I've noticed that. They, they, they probably pay a pretty penny to have, have, have the ability to say that again. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, find me a Louis t-shirt that I'll be interested. So, but, uh, yes, Big Man, I will hand over because my voice is really struggling this week. Uh, so, Big Man, I, I will hand tell. over the Well, this week, as Rob did so ever brilliantly with his intro, this year's been a hell of a year. Uh, there's been some quality TV, filming, and gamings out there, and there's been some absolute dog crap out there. But what we're going to do is digest and go into the hits and also the misses. So please, we'll come, come on, come on, faithful, come and relax. We're about to begin. Has everyone got a drink ready? Ready to relax? Ooh, okay. Yes, I do. I Let's do pre- this. I wasn't prepared. Oh. Didn't even oh, I, I, I didn't. I didn't read the assignment. I. I. I I'm just here. Like, Doesn't even get it to Serrano out. But um, yeah, yeah, we're ready. You're ready. Ready. <laughs> I work in, I work in <laughs> customer service. Didn't... I can't afford to, to Serrano. I'll switch you out. <laughs> hey, look, this Serrano need that this time of year, and please, with rocks, no chaser. Uh... But <laughs> don't worry, it's not yak. Yeah, so we're we're all good. But I need to hit this straight out of the bat. Let's talk about a title this year, actually. Before we talk about this year, let's please, ladies and gentlemen, address the massive elephant in the room. I know I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about Grand Theft Auto. Oh, the trailer dropped. So the trailer (laughs) dropped uh, last week now. Uh, Supposed to drop at 2 p.m. last Tuesday, but due to leaks, they just dropped it early with one of the 
most British vex tech vex messages I've seen in a long time. <laughs> um, I think I think the kissing of the teeth was implied. Uh, but yeah, the GTA uh, GTA Six trailer dropped. Uh, I'll leave a description in the in the link. Um, for those who haven't seen it, even though I'm sure everyone has, but hey, relive it with us. Um, for those who don't know, the release is down for 2025, and I think it looks beautiful. Uh, Vice City is one of my favorite, uh, my favorite maps and, and games and what have you. Um, and it looks, it's really interesting to go back to Florida and to go to, to that area again. Um, yeah, if, if that, if what I saw is how it plays, it's, we are in for a ride. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, it was like absolutely stunning. And mm. like the way I hear it, they basically started working on it like straight after the, the next gen version of, um, GTA 5 came out. So basically the ones for the Xbox One and the PS4. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's when they was really working on it properly. So considering how long GTA 5 has been going on, how them how, how much they've been milking out, well, it's been over a decade, I feel like. I could be completely wrong, but I feel like it's been way over a decade since right. GTA 5 came out. So they've had they've been working on it that time, fine-tuning it and just getting all the details that they need. And that was just a trailer. That was just a trailer. So... It's easy to get carried away and fall for the hype. Very true. I'm doing that. I don't care. <laughs> you cannot tell me otherwise. I, yeah, I don't touch wood, which I'm going to do very lightly. That I, I can honestly say, barring the Grand Theft Auto remakes they did, or re remasters, whatever you want to call them, that debacle, they mm. have not really had a miss. No. Like, like, I feel like Rockstar in general have always been quite consistent with their games in general. So even from even if you go back to the games they did like back in the day, like the Warriors, Bully, they were always on point. And their Grand Theft Auto series has only gotten better as the years have gone by. And I'm talking about when it was like when it was like the um, the overhead view, like from like from Grand Theft Auto One, Grand Theft Auto um, um, UK, um, yep. to all of them, they've always just stepped up their game because I still remember buying Grand Theft Auto 3 back in the day for the PlayStation and it was like it was just it it was still mind-blowing to like to have a 3D like third person view of Grand Theft Auto back in the day and look at where we are now we're talking about GTA 6 and take your time please take your time please i am do. i am not in a rush okay i've wait, we've waited this long i think we can wake up wait another couple of years yeah i would prefer that you that you made it excellent and took your time uh bravo you are absolutely correct uh gta 5 came out in on the 17th of september 20 2013 yep 2013 Bloody... oh yeah, so, wow. yeah decade decade yeah. i actually <laughs> remember coming on actually taking a day off Buying that bastard ass ultimate edition, I think I paid nearly 130. Was it 110 or was it 89 pounds? I remember getting that from game and just waiting for the person to deliver. And then the after delivered after three. I'm like, thanks, took the whole day off, and it comes day afternoon. But damn, it was over a decade ago. Yeah, and that was for the, yeah. that, was for the that, that was for the PS3 or three. Xbox, yeah, Xbox 360, but let's get them out. And what we've had, Jesus Christ. You've had two, you've had gener two generations. Two generations. Mm. Had a redemption two. Red redemption two. Yep. Um, yeah. And I've got to say, no, they got their money's worth of that game. They really got their money's worth. Of what, oh like, yeah, that, like, that got really. Like, like, <laughs> like, you got to imagine the balls and them like say, do you know what? You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna redo Grand Theft Auto Five. Just for the PS4, PS4 and, P and Xbox, and Xbox, One, Xbox One, and like the, the people that said, no one's going to rebuy that. Yeah, they are. I think that's something like it's like <laughs> one of the most highest grossing pieces of media, like ever. Mm. I think, I think, like looking that up, it, it you know, and Rockstar are in a unique position where other other game companies aren't, and this has uh, been covered really well by Alana Pierce on YouTube. 
she's really, 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 really fantastic. And she basically breaks down how the fact that uh, Rockstar fund, basically fund themselves, so they're not beholden to an external publisher. Mm. What, what, so basically GTA Online is funding GTA 6. Mm. So they don't really, they're basically like, yeah, we can take our time because we don't have, you know, like as, um, uh, hate to bring it up, a CD Projekt Red situation where like with Cyberpunk had to come out at a certain time because of other, other interests that yeah. had money in it. Um, Rockle don't have that. So, yep, take your time indeed. Please let it cook. Let it cook. Let it simmer. We are happy to wait. There were some fantastic images, um, but as is the usual with GTA, um, I love how every time GTA comes out, there's always like somebody getting ready for the ready for the hype with the controversy. I think sorry, somebody already was taken to court, and it's like <laughs> it's like we just saw a trailer, but it's almost like that's like part of the course by now. I feel like every single GTA that's come out, there's always been something or someone trying something. So, um, but I, I I think it'd be interesting to kind of see i mean because obviously when when like the first one came out we knew we were coming towards the end of the end of, of a generation in terms of console mm. now we're, that's coming out in the like when everyone's like they're established now so i don't know about you guys but i remember like putting in like red dead and hearing like <laughs> hearing that push push them consoles to fly and you can hear all the noise <laughs> stop yeah. <laughs> the only other thing to outdo that was Final Fantasy VII Remake on the PlayStation. That made my that made my PlayStation cry. It was like, no, please. <laughs> like I had headphones on. I was had to come in and be like, you need to listen to what's happening. And I was like, oh damn, let me turn it off because it was like, Ooh. so I was like, mm. it'd be interesting. And just the nerd in me likes to see when the console's being taken for a real run. Mm. So I am intrigued by it, and I'm I'm. You know, I think I said before about the female protagonist. I'm going to be. I really hope they, they they give a compelling and good story. You know, a really interesting. And the, the truth is, in fairness, the main the main characters in their ways have always have always had something. So I'd be interested to see where this where this goes as well. Well said. Uh, okay, let me put it this way. Well said to begin with, and second, I think we all agree. That's definitely going to be the game of the year whenever it decides to come out. Yeah, people will be clearing up their their schedule. They'll, they'll be moving like <laughs> like like. Remember when people started moving when the um, Cyberpunk was coming out? No, like I'm moving my date. They're like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah. I I don't want to be out around then. But the thing is, is that with with um GTA, it's always held up quite a lot of time. It's consistently been number one. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, what's going to happen when it comes out? But as I said, let it cook. Let it cook. Oh, let it. But now we've mentioned the massive elephant in the room, let's talk about some of the films that came out this year. Now, I know Sith, unfortunately, you haven't had a chance to see many titles, so you'll just be the casual observer. I know Bro's seen a couple of titles. But I've seen a few this year where there have been some great films and then there's been some shockers. And I can honestly say, I've seen more great than Shockers this year. So I'm proud of that one. I'm proud of that one. But to begin the list, the first title I have to mention now, brother, let's see your opinion on this. Blue Beetle. Oh. I almost forgot about Blue Beetle, to be honest with you. <laughs> what do you think of it? It was alright. I didn't have it. I thought it was alright. Like... Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, a, like, I feel like, I feel like it's a shame that it is a part of a drowning boat section of DC in a sense. Obviously, that, mm. but I don't know if, I hope they are going to carry that on. Well, well apparently they, they are. Okay, well, that's good. Anyway. Yeah, that's yeah. good. But, um, it was, it's nice to see some representation for the Hispanic community because, like, in day. Mm representation matters and yep. from what i saw when it came to negativity it was it was angry white men who didn't understand who didn't feel like they were represented in a hispanic film well i say hispanic film, <laughs> film about a hispanic character and mm. like 
people were angry, like, obviously, like, like talking about how they didn't do the original Blue Beetle, because obviously there was two Blue Beetles beforehand, and the main one, who I think is still dead in combat continuity, if I could be completely wrong, Ted Cord, who was technically the Blue Beetle that everyone remembers, obviously, or, um, uh, let's describe him as like a poor man's Batman about the tragedy. Um, he was like a really cool character, but you know, at the end of the day, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna, if you're gonna apply to a modern audience, Jaime Reyes is probably a good way to start. And I forget the actor. I forget the guy who played him from Cobra Kai. I forget the actor's name. He's really good. I, I don't mm-hmm. I, I, like again. Like I said, it, wasn't, it didn't blow me away, but I was left end to be entertained. So, and that's exactly exactly that. And after I'll be perfectly honest. I mean, my memory of Blue Beetle isn't that great. And as soon as someone mentions Blue Beetle, I instantly think Injustice. That's what comes into my head straight away. Because <laughs> I, I remember some of the epic hand-to-hand combat that he did in the, in the game, mm. which to be fair, he does do in the film as well, which brought a smile to my face. Yeah. And as a DC movie, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. It's not going to be a world beater. But you know what? I think, unfortunately, with the whole DCEU debacle, you're you're going into it with a mindset it's going to be poor and see, expecting it to be poor but it wasn't that bad yeah see i think as like as a society in general when it comes to like film film and media in general we're so spoiled that we a lot of times we just we want films to be at a certain level when it just doesn't need to be just let it be at let it just be at an entertaining level let yeah, it be and, let and it, sorry go on no, no, no! I said no, one hundred percent. I agree. Yeah, because like let, like let it be like the command or the China O'Brien of its generation, man. Nothing wrong with that. It's always entertained and have a good few laughs yeah. about it. Like you know, don't, don't like again. Like me, a lot of people just want 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 your more Holland drives or your or your um, fucking Twin Peaks or your. Um, Departed or whatever, you, you put what kind of film should be a film, just be entertaining. Does it have to be a drama, a drama epic piece? Just needs to just let's just, just mm. put some popcorn, give me some popcorn, let me chill with my some with some of my friends, and let me watch a film that entertains me, man. Have a few laughs. Now, it's word. ironic, and that's you know, you your words are on point this evening because you've kind of linked it to the next title I want to mention. Now, to wrap up on Blue Beetle, exactly that it was a fun popcorn movie that you could have a laugh with the friends and my ad non-spoiler but for those that have seen it they will know what i mean when i say the mvp is the grand of that film <laughs> i thought yeah she was amazing but definitely one i would say if you haven't seen it just you know if you've got something on or on your stream device have a look at it have a laugh it will fly which is brilliantly linked to the next one i want to mention also that i went into this the promotion was crazy for all the wrong reasons. It was a film that was overshadowed by the star for many reasons, but I think we all watched it just because of one character, which wasn't the main guy, which was the Flash. Now the Flash, <sighs> you know, to be perfectly honest, I'm not a fan of Ezra Miller. To be perfectly honest, I can't stand the guy. Who can? But yeah, it was a very snippy. It was a snippy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ezra Miller, I, I don't know what happened to him and may I pray he's seeking help right now. Well, he has been rather silent. But The Flash was another film I went into in no expectations. Don't get me wrong, Michael Keaton carried that film. Mm. He carried that film. He was no doubt one of the best things about that film. And to be fair, it wasn't a bad film. I was expecting way worse, to be honest. I was expecting it way worse, and I've actually recently rewatched it, and I thought, you know what? It's one of those films I can honestly say, if you're watching at home, it's actually decent viewing. And it's not too bad on a big screen, but it's not high tier right now. But it's, you know, the cameos were good, the, the throwback to previous soups and previous other characters was a nice homage. But it, it was a steady flow of a film. It got a little bit towards the end. But yet again, it wasn't that bad. And what's your bent on it, bro? The problem I have with the film, like, it messes with two of mm-hmm. my favourite things. 
One, my favorite, my, my favorite superpower. When it comes to superpowers in general, superhuman speed is my favorite superpower. I love that power. Like, if I had to choose a superpower, that's the power I want. And I hate the way they make him run. It pisses me right off. The whole right. flowing with the. I hate that. I just just let the motherfucker run. Who? What, right. what, why is he swimming? Why is he swimming? I don't understand why he's swimming. Oh, oh, that. Mm. Other than that, no, you think, unfortunately, you saying about the running, sis. I know you can barely speak, but you have actually ruined the way Flash runs for me. And when you pointed out his running light from from a Calypso video, that Soka video, oh that did shit, it for me. he is. <laughs> yeah, there, I you <laughs> there you I go. I was like, what is What is what is going on? It's like it's it's like Calypso meets a million dollar man. Yeah, literally, literally. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Like, oh gosh! Like, <laughs> yeah, like it's uh, like that. Um, let's see. And I don't like how he plays Barry. I like Barry you've is. Never, you've never mm, liked him as Barry yeah, at all. Like I don't. There's nothing I don't like him as Barry. Like even before the bullshit he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, the, you consistently have said that that yeah, you don't like mm. him. Day from day dot, you were like, Yeah, it's Barry Allen's no. shit. I don't like his Barry Allen because Barry, because like, they're like, when it comes to adaptations of Barry uh, or Barry Allen, the, my, my, my two step, my two, my two uh, barge poles are, um, um, Grant Austin, um, Grant and um, Wesley Snip mm-hmm. or was he Snip? Yeah, Snip. Okay, always get. Always get mixed up with yeah. Snipe and Snip. But, uh, but yeah, those those are my two. Those are my two flashes. Those are the. the only, mm-hmm. And the other one is obviously uh, Michael Rosenbaum as um, Wally West. But obviously it's Wally West. It's a different different version of Flash. But yeah. um, but yeah. So like he never like he was geeky, but he wasn't fucking irritating. He was smart, but not pretentious. He's just like he basically plays a really bad impression of someone with. With autism for me personally, I feel like he's yes, doing the person. One hundred percent. Like yeah. he's doing like, like I feel like he like I feel like who I don't like I said I don't suffer from autism, but I feel like if anyone with autism saw that uh, they would be insulted. Uh, and I like yeah. I, 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 I just think his performance is really insulting as Barry Allen, like because like in a way Barry Allen in my sense is a more older, a mature version of Peter Parker in a sense. So mm-hmm. like, he like he hasn't got like he's got his shit together a lot more than Peter does because he hasn't really got like the responsibilities of an Aunt May or um, trying to keep keep the lights on. Basically, he's got a job and his obsession is trying to prove that his father didn't do it, didn't didn't kill his mother. That's his that's his thing. But yeah. and and just like other than the scene in the Justice League film, that's the only time I actually kind of like related to his version of Barry. But. Like, ugh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just, he's just, he's, yeah. like, he's just not. He just was not a good Barry. Um, the, again, the film was alright. Like, I like. I remember seeing it the first time. And I quite liked it, and seeing it the second time, and I was like, uh, okay, uh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not seeing through t- like, like from scarlet tinted glasses now. It's like I'm seeing, like, this, like the CG was ropey as fuck. Well, like, apparently, allegedly, it's supposed to look like that, according to the Then it's ropey as fuck. <laughs> I stand behind the ropiness. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, that's that's just nah, nah. Like, like don't get me wrong, it was cool to see um, Christopher Reeves and Helen Slater in their glory yeah. on the same screen, which was cool. I was like, oh, that's, that, that, that was cool. But... And Nicolas Cage, which was weird. I didn't expect that. That was like that was that, yeah. that, that was kind of a cool surprise. I'll, I'll say that. And but like, um, super 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 woman was um or Supergirl was un un underused. There was no don't you could you didn't have to you did not if you didn't pour in that film, it would make a difference. Oh, like that's, that's, that's how I wish she was. Like, I feel like you could have done done a film without her. And that's a shame because I thought like she would have been. She's like she was good, mm. but she was severely underused. Michael Shannon, yeah, see, Michael, Michael Shannon as um, Zod, as Zod, Zod. 
He was always he was good in Man of Steel. Anyway. He was, but it's Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon's a fucking amazing actor. I was gonna so, say, is there nothing about Michael Shannon? Underrated. Yeah. Underrated yeah. actor. So 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 great. Actor. Yeah, but he, but again, I feel like he was he was unused as well. Like, you, if you could, if you blinked long enough, you would have missed him. Yeah, to be fair. Like, he had a couple scenes and that was it. Yeah, it's just again like it would. I I don't support Ezra Miller, but I support comic book films, and I wanted that film to do well, mm. and they didn't. Mm. That's why I won't be seeing Ezra Miller in that role again. So what I mean, period. To be fair, for real. Yeah. But another title I have to run through him as well because there, there's been some decent films. Now this one, I'm sorry, I know Brug's gonna go mad for it. I was against this film because when I saw the trailer, I'm like, come on now. We've done it all. We've started off drifting. We've gone to space. And now we have, as I like to call, the Infinity Wars version of Fast and Furious, which is known as Fast X. And I have to admit, I was actually surprised how much I enjoyed that. Because it's entertaining as fuck. (laughs) It's entertaining, man. Because it's a stupid film. It is dumb. It makes no fucking sense. It shouldn't exist. But it does. And you're going to watch it. And you're going to enjoy the fuck out of it. And if you're going to try... If you you try to put like an intelligent argument for why it's a bad film, don't watch it. Because there's no point. There is no intelligent argument for it. It's it's not a good film. But it's entertaining as fuck. It's this generation's commando... Die or okay, die hard, a bit harsh. No, die hard. Oh, like die, like die, like die another day. Die whatever it was called. Like um, die hard four and die hard five. Those ones. It's like it's like those, yeah. those, ones, those ones were pretty stupid, but they were entertaining as fuck. Like, like literally, the Fast and Furious crew are the Avengers. They all have special powers. They all have oh, yeah. healing factors. <laughs> they, like yeah. you cannot, you cannot tell me. They, they, like, like literally, like you, you, you saw it in the. If you saw Fast X at the end, that that that, that, that explosion you got caught up in in a car, had to drive through it. He basically slowed down time. It wasn't slow motion of the film to, to be artsy. He's basically that was him slowing down time. And you can't tell me any differently. I don't care. They have special powers. That medallion gives him power. So that that cross thing they wear all the time. Yeah, that's 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 that's, that's the Infinity Stone. Boom. Because they're family. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. Remember, we don't have friends. We have family. Family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. But fair play, a massive shout out to Jason Momoa because he was, he was, he was the MVP of that film. He was so good. Absolutely he, was... he walked <laughs> in there with his tongue in his cheek like, I'm having the time of my life. Mm, you really like, and i got to say, it's, it's kind of sad to see, um, to see um, Vin Diesel's insecurities on screen because, like, I remember, there was, like, oh, oh, yeah, because yeah, that's because that scene he was in when he was in he was, he was sharing the, tr- the back of the truck with um, Reacher Alan Rich- Alan mm. Richer, whatever his name is, like, yeah, because let's be honest, he, my man's hench, he's he is a walking bicep and mm. he doesn't need to tense up, but Vin Diesel was trying so hard to tense his arms <laughs> to look to look like to look like to look, he's the alpha, like, I was like. Finn, no offense, mate. You're, you're pushing like fifty. He's like, like just hitting thirty something. Just, just let it go. It's fine. It's okay to feel old, man. It's okay. The mad thing well, is, is that, is that no matter how many times or how many iterations we watch certain movies, that always happens because that literally is the beginning of Predator. Like, just don't the beginning of Predator is basically loads of people, even Shane Black, who has literally beyond no muscles, um, squaring up against each other. Because Arnie was there, <laughs> and you can see it, and they even admit they're like, yeah, 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 and that whole like Dylan, you son of a bitch. It was like it, when it was like Carl, sit quietly. <laughs> it's Arnold, but they can't help it. So I'm unsurprised that Vin was like, yeah, the voice got deeper. He's trying to put on more olive oil. It's like, no, just no. Sit quietly. Well, they're saying that he had an issue with a moral performance that. Momoa stole it from him. I'm like, mate, Vin, you ain't never gonna get an Oscar, yeah. So let's just put that out there right now, yeah. You you ain't never gonna get an Oscar, yeah, unless it's best dramatic performance as a wooden cloak. You are not gonna get it, yeah. But the fact that he's annoyed that Momoa like, staged him, I was like, don't you learn with, from your incident with the way? I'm but, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say something controversial. Uh-huh. Vin Diesel's best role that he's put the most effort oh, in is. his best performance. Going to the galaxy. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, I'm going to actually back that 110%. Yeah, because he didn't have to do anything. 
Now, if I really want to be moved, I could, well, me, I could also turn and say, saving private Ryan. Yeah. Because you ain't in it long enough. Wow. I can put cameo on, you got popped off. Yeah, because like, because let's be honest, he's, he's like, no offense to Bruce Willis, but actually, remember Bruce Willis before he got sick, but he he, mm. um, he reached a point where he stopped really putting effort into his performance. Yeah. And everything. Like, oh yeah. Well, like, yeah, like I feel like after I think the last film I could say Bruce Willis was the Bruce Willis I remember from from when I was a kid was when he did Over the Hedge, and yeah. like you oh, could wow. tell you could tell he was having fun with that because he was actually tell his voice because yeah. it sounds a bit Mike Moon. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, is, that is peak Bruce Willis having fun. Yeah, want to hear people? That is moonlighting is where you hear him have fun. Yeah, and like and like. Because like if you watch like from Die Hard, I'll say Die Hard four onwards, that's mm. when that's when that's when he stops. Oh, oh, oh. That's when he stops putting the effort in anything. And again, like I said, um, from like from everything I've heard, like obviously he's obviously got a form of dementia. He's not yeah. as, not one hundred percent anymore. So you know what? I'm going to give it. I'm giving credit where his credit is due because at the end of the day, yeah. a lot of it is a lot of it. What happened to him was elder abuse as well because he was basically forced to do a lot of the films that he did read after that after that mm. point as well so uh no shade there but there was a point he did stop putting effort and vin diesel i think i feel like after he knew he couldn't he couldn't go any further with riddick that's when he stopped giving that's when he stopped, that's when he stopped caring and that's why it's like then stop then then if if your baby isn't gonna come to the point when you want it to then stop because everything else is like a kind of like a substitute it's, it's a displacement. You basically like, you want your baby, you want Riddick to, to do a thing. And the thing is, Riddick, sorry, it was bad timing. Like, Pitch Black still holds up. Mm. And Brilliant film. I think, I think sometimes, like, you know, we've been watching movies for, you know, 30 plus years. And it's like, there comes a point as well where you have to kind of like, look back in legacy and go, right, what still says, I watched Pitch Black the other day and I still was like, this holds up. This still holds. The whole thing still holds up. Second one is alright. I saw. I saw. I saw. I saw. I love that. I've got a love for it, but I. But the first one still has me. Even though I know what's going to happen. It still has mm. me. It still looks good. Escape brilliantly, and that game was good. Is it Butcher Bay. Yeah, Butcher Bay. Escape from Butcher was, Bay. God was was fantastic. Actually, both it's both like, games actually really good to me. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah. (coughs) But it's like, it wasn't meant to be. And then it went on and it was like, okay. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I can't. I couldn't tell you what. He did. Wasn't that bad? Was it the what? Actually, it was just called Riddick, wasn't it? Say again. When that Batista was in. That's Riddick. That was, that was the, the third one. Yeah, the Riddick. Riddick. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. Well, then again, I haven't seen it in a few years. I, I watched it once, and I was like, eh, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Sometimes people, I know, it's like sometimes it. it there are certain people who create, and, I, and I'm speaking as a creator. So I'm saying my whole chest where I create stuff, and sometimes I like I, I write stuff. I go back and I go, oh, that sucks. That sucks. Actual, but that is awful. And sometimes. As Lin-Manuel Miranda Miranda, so sometimes you ask something like, I have to Google that to see, did I make that up or did I just take it from someone else? Because that's the same <laughs> good inch. And you're right, bro, from what you said in the beginning. Sometimes there isn't, there feels like there's, like everything's got to be excellent, searing, this, that. And it's like, no, not always, actually. There's a reason we still talk about China O'Brien. It's not that it's excellent, this, it's searing. It's like, Cynthia Rothrock kicks goddamn ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a very simple story. And it becomes something. And sometimes I feel like enough things don't get time to just be. Mm. So you can go back to them and go, oh, actually, the amount of things sometimes when people see something and go, that was all right. And we come back to it going, you know what? Now I've let that, like, now I've let that to cook. That's actually what I pre- I'd actually appreciate that more. You know? And, like, and some things don't age well. And it's, there's, there's no two ways. Some things do not age well. And they just ain't because sometimes we're just products of the environment that we're in and the time that we're in. Mm-hmm. And that's, guess what? That's also okay. It's called yeah. growth. Yep. And now, yet again, you see, you're on fire tonight. Talking about a product that age and growth. Mm. Now I'm, gonna, I'm hitting up with the hard hitters. This is actually one of my favorite titles of the year. I've, I can't even, even do a little run up to it. I'm just going to put it out there. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I didn't get to see it. I, I still, haven't I, seen it. Yeah, I need to see it. I've heard, oh, nothing, but I heard nothing good things about it, but I haven't watched it yeah. yet. Yeah. It's not, I, I think it's on Paramount now. I think it might be on Paramount, so I might have to double check that. Okay. Uh, I laughed the point I thought I broke a rib. I couldn't stop laughing with, with that film. Um, the MVP goes out to the character Ray Phillip, right? The most thickest criminal you have ever come across, ever. And I think it was Post Malone that did the voice of him. <laughs> I'll tell you this now. This cartoon, or I would say animated movie, had it all. You're laughing. You, you're crying at one stage. Not, not even for the humor, but the emotional side. Jackie Chan as Master Splinter was probably the best idea for the voicing character. Because mm. you feel the pain about being discriminated against. Even from, an, and from the side of a rat, I'm like, wow. Okay, you, you got me here. You absolutely got me, and I I loved it. Even the post credit scene, I was roaring. I was like, "Yeah, bring it on!" I recommend anyone to see this film. Yeah, I might try. Like, yeah, one I, of I, might try watch it. I might try and watch it this week. I'm pretty sure it is on Paramount. Yeah, but, you, um, yeah, you will not re- regret that in a heartbeat. Yeah, because like, because I, 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 rem- like, I still remember when um years back when they did a TMNT movie, the animated film they did which had mm. barely any promotion for it and it just flopped. Mm. But it was such a good movie. The casting was on point. It had was it Sarah Michelle Gellar as fucking April O'Neil. April O'Neil, um, yeah. Her hubby as fucking Katie Jones. Mm. And um, Mako before he oh, passed what? away. Really? I, I didn't realise he did, did Katie Jones. I think, it, was, or it might have been Chris Evans. I might get confused. I could be completely wrong. I'm pretty sure it was Freddie Prince Jr. But it might have been, it might, yeah. but it might be, now I'm thinking about it, it might be Freddie, it might have been um, Chris Evans. But, um, mm. And like Mako before he passed away as Splinter, like mm. for those who don't know who Mako is, Mako is like an old school, one of the first um, Asian actors to um, to um, transition to Hollywood cinema. Conan mm. the Barbarian, Conan the Destroyer, Uncle Iroh, the voice of Uncle Iroh in um, Avatar: Last Airbender. Um, the man, um, the man's a legend. The man, um, like, like this was one of his last performances he did before he passed away. And he was. Like he has, he has such a distinct voice because, like, if you yeah. watch Conan the Barbarian, that his intro, like, yeah. oh, it's just, yeah. uh, and he, play, oh, yeah, and he also played um, Haku, the um, the demon in um, Samurai Jack. So um, yeah, he did. So, um, but yeah, Marco, he was, he was, oh, he was awesome. But yeah, TMNT was a great film. Mm. Um, I yeah, had Patrick, had Patrick Stewart in it as well um, as um, 
the anti the anti hero. I guess you can call him in that in the film. Yeah. But no, it was a it was a really good film. But I, I am looking and, forward to and watching it. North. Of course he was. was. Of course he was. He was Raphael. He was Raphael, wasn't yeah, he? Raphael. Yeah, of course yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> Not enough. Man. Yes. <laughs> to follow that up another time, I have to recommend it to Creator, which I finally saw last week after missing it on the big screen. And that is a sci-fi masterclass. Ooh. Anyone who likes their deep Blade Runner level sci-fi mixed with Rogue One, this is the film for you. Again, I have heard nothing but good things about it. And considering, like, apparently what was the most impressive thing about it is what they did with the budget they had, because their budget was, like, mm. considering, like, compared to, like, for example, compared to, um, uh, what budget do I know off the top of my head? Endgame. The Endgame budget was about $150 million. Mm. And if I'm not mistaken, they had a budget of $30 million. You wouldn't have noticed that, to be fair. Yeah, because like, I heard like like everything on that on that film was on point. Like you would like you would have thought it was like a it was like a Disney budget film. Yeah, wow. and it, it kind of reminds me of District Nine as well with that level. Mm. So you, you all those sort of texture boxes. Yeah, and to get some tissues ready because you're, yeah, that's another thing because it's very emotional, very emotional. Cool. But and also, it's if you can actually. Uh, Give me some worthy wisdom on here. I, uh, I was away on holiday, came back, and I was taught to have a quick conversation with you, let's catch up, and you recommended me to see a film. I mean, when you said this to me, I'm like, you're being serious. You're like, bro, I was pleasantly surprised. And for you to say that, I know this ain't really your type of thing. I thought, okay, if you're telling me this is funny, then I'm going to have to check it out. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the Barbie movie. <laughs> Look, look, <laughs> okay, fully, both my brothers will back me, but I was not a Barbie girl. She was Cindy. Straight up Cindy. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't appeal to me. Um, it, it, it just didn't look like anything I was going to see or what have you. I ended up going because um, I went with some friends who were like doing like a celebration and I tagged along like, why not? And I have to say, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, Margot Robbie was absolutely brilliant. Um, in fact, all the casting in that was brilliant. It was really good. Is it a masterpiece? No, no, it's not. Um, is it interesting? Yes, yes, it is. Um, has it got something to say that makes people uncomfortable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and but Margot Robbie and the and and Michael Cera, a shooty Gapwa. Um, absolutely brilliant, and it was a um, you know I mean Greta Gerwig, you know she she really does thoughtful pieces, and it took me into I, I found myself sitting there kind of stunned sometimes, and mm-hmm. because of what was being said, how it's been executed, and basically like you know what patriarchy does to us all, and that is what the message is. It's what happens to all of us under these structures. And it is very compelling and so funny. Some of it didn't deserve, some of it was like, I'm like, this is too funny. I I went in there shocked. So yeah, I I have to give it props. Like it it, it just was so funny. And you know, please, I, I do say to anybody like, Go with your mind open, your mouth closed, and honestly, I think you'll be up. You'll be up for you know a bit of a laugh. Is it like I said? It's not a masterpiece. It's not a this. It's just a. It's just. It's a case of. Once again, they hit the beats with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you pretty much it, it did. I mean, I remember when you gave me the write up. I'm like, mm, do I really want to see this because. I'm not a Barbie fan. I'm no Ken fan. I'm a Margot Robbie fan. Not a problem. I thought, you know what, let me just go into this and just see what it's like. I mean, five minutes, I'm laughing. I thought, okay. I'm laughing straight from pretty much the opening credits. Uh, you might be on to something. Mm. And yeah, I haven't seen a cinema that packed since Endgame because there was not an empty seat left in that theater screen. None. And it's I was telling that funny. basically Oppenheimer made five million more because of Barbie. Because people who couldn't see Barbie just saw Oppenheimer and went into the whole Barbie Heimer thing. Mm. So 
I know, and there's a whole thing around, you know, the producers and what have you, and it's like, there is room, there is room, and I, I was pleasantly surprised, and that sometimes still, and I still like that, that, like, movies, films, games and stuff can surprise me, and I, 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 I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Would mm-hmm. I own it? No. No. No, no, I wouldn't own it. But would you be upset if someone bought it for you, though? I wouldn't be annoyed. Like, I'd probably be more pissed if you bought me Oppenheimer. <laughs> I, on a little, I think I'd be like, what? Like, oh, yeah, I think like if someone bought me Barbie, the movie, I wouldn't be, I, it wouldn't upset me. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's my take on Barbie. Okay. Um, another title I have to quickly mention. We have like we haven't mentioned it already. Spidey across the Spider Verse. Yep, I knew it. We were coming. Oh. There's something to be said. (laughs) Yeah, literally, what can we say that we haven't already said? Man like Miles. Man like Miles. We've covered this in our. our, It was our. It was our. It was our premiere of the episode of the season. Sorry. I, I. I think it's my movie of the year. I'll be honest with you. I think yeah. that's my movie of the year yeah, because same. it was absolutely. I'm still learning stuff about it. I'm still finding little bits about it that I didn't that I missed, and I think I've seen it three times in the cinema. I may not have seen a lot this year, but I I I showed up for Miles three times, and every time was a delight. Apparently, yeah, apparently March 2024. But also, okay, once again, let, let it cook. We, we can wait. To be fair, again, they've been uh, they've been working they've been working on both films since the first one. So yeah. So I I again, it's not a video game; it's a film. So I, I have I, if they can come out on twenty fourth, I'm cool. Them coming out twenty fourth. So also, I'm really intrigued to see if Bros Theory and if you I, please go back and listen to season to episode one. Season I don't four. think I don't think I'm, I, I think it's gonna be I think, I, I think it's gonna be. I don't think it's going to be my theory, but I have a good feeling you're going to see more Miles in this film. So you're going to see different. So you're going to see you're probably going to see Insomniac Spider Miles. Yep. Uh, you're probably going to see the animated film Miles. Um, you're probably. Actually, you know what would be cool if they actually brought the actual six one six Spider Man into it, like from the actual comic books, the actual main main marvel spider spider-man oh, that would be cool i don't know how they would do it because obviously they got the comic books so it'd be kind of weird to make that work but i would love to see i would love to see all the main spider-men in that film like tom holland garfield yeah. Maguire, and then but yeah i'm i'm i'm, I'm just i'm just grasping at straws here I just, I just want i just want things to happen it's okay it's okay Okay. okay. Now you say that man like Mars has done crazy, but for me, my favorite superhero film of the year, and I was pretty pretty surprised about this because, yeah, this could have gone one or two ways, but I have to hand it to you, Mister Gun, you've done it with Guardians Three for me. That was an I... emotional story. Do you know what? Ooh. I will not say it's my film of the year, but it was out of the. But yeah, I will. I will. I will say. Yeah. I will say it's probably de- definitely one of the best ones to come out this year. Like, yeah, um, yeah, it was a perfect ending to a trilogy. Like, yeah. I, I never smiled so much at an ending. Wow! Like, mm. I like from like when. Spoil okay, incoming spoilers just to let you know right now. So, at this point, it's gonna be in spoilers. Spoiler, spoiler. Okay, so, yeah. like, yeah, when it came to like the final, the final part on the uh, on nowhere, and and you got um, I forget the name of the song that's playing. Um, oh, Cross and Machine, yes, and yeah, don't it, over. Because I'm, I'm like, I'm not a big fan of that song, but yeah. when it played in that context mm. i fell in love with that song 
Yeah. Like I don't like that's one thing. That's one. That's one thing I love about James Gunn and his direction and his choices, his music choices. It just makes you appreciate the song for what it brings to the scene. Yeah. And basically, that song was just a revelation of growth, of evolution, of passing yeah. of the God, and like it just captured everything. Like everything. how everyone in their own sh- own shape had grown up. I mean, like that's like we look right we look right down to it guardians of the galaxy was never about peter quill it was never about it was never about the group it was about rocket it was always about yeah. rocket and how and who he was and it was because like you always got those glimpses of him because like because there's, there's so much there's so much thing so much action happening with the infinity stones yep. or the or um or ego, but at the but yeah. at the core of all that, you've got Rocket, who is this tortured creature who never asks for his existence, yeah. trying to find his place, and at the same time, like anyone suffering from PTSD or mental health issues, he's just reject. He's 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 sabotaging himself. He's sabotaging his yeah. own happiness. And I think that's what kind of made it easy to relate to because I've done it in my, in my, in my, in my I've, I've done my fair share of self-sabotage and, mm-hmm. and it was just to see his growth from this, this broken, <laughs> this broken creature to a man who found his true family, his true purpose. It was, I say man, raccoon, <laughs> who found his true purpose. It was, that was probably one of the best bits of storytelling in all the Marvel films I've got to say. What do you and think, shout Chris? out to Brandy, shout out to Brandy Cooper for for doing that. This is the thing what that, that defines like when you can take something because and Sean Gunn, you can take, Sean Gunn, and Sean Gunn. No, I'm sorry, and Sean Gunn as well. Mm. Sorry, both of them working together. It's a case of taking the physical and knowing that you've got to stand, you've got to kind of stand there with just the script, and you've got to imbue something, and you can make or break it. Because if you deliver that flat, it doesn't matter. You that's it. You can't bring it back. So I have to shout out Bradley Cooper. I don't see him shouting out enough for it, mm. in fairness, um, for what he did with Rocket, for the journey that he took us and made it believable. Like, you did it sometimes. I think you both have, have you felt it's either in games or in animated stuff, especially with people just reading it. Yeah. And you can tell they're just reading it, that it's just words, and they're like, aha, uh-huh, aha, uh-huh, cool. And sometimes it's you know, great actors, but they don't, they, they just can't get that disc, that, that they can't get past the pages and they can't imbue it with that life. Bradley Cooper infused Rocket every, every time with, with, it's almost like, I feel like he didn't realise that Rocket was the heart of this thing. That mm. he was. And he had such a tight grip that brought everyone back in every, t- every time. Mm. And I have to, I have to really give props to Bradley Cooper for doing that, and the physicality, um, physicality of, I mean, you know, of the guns. Like, it's, I, it's just amazing. <laughs> James Gunn and his brother reminds me of me and you, bruv. It's <laughs> like I feel like on a level, it's like they just get it, and mm. it's like no. And this is what I've seen like behind the scenes, I've seen how they work and what they want, but. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't one I was looking forward to because I I really am suffering with the Marvel fatigue. Yeah. I, mm. I really am like, okay. But I'm also kind of like, I'm good with it. Weirdly, because I'm like, I'm, I've, been, I've been in the game for years. Mm. I've, I've been watching this and seeing this. I've seen stuff I never thought I'd see. I still think of us walking out of that cinema thinking we'd never see what we've seen. And I think I'm okay to pass the torch a bit. Mm. I'm okay to miss some of them and be like, oh, but the ones I do see take interest in, I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, cool. And yeah. Um Guardians Guardians did hit hit different. It's never gonna hit like phase one. It's never gonna hit like um you know, like endgame. But on a level I'm grateful for watching what I did see. And also because at the time like Guardians was, is a journey for me because I, as, as Brav knows, I wasn't really a Guardians fan. I didn't really know anything about Guardians of the Galaxy. No one knew anything about Guardians of the Galaxy because not, like, 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 if, like yeah. when people, when Marvel was still on its high, 
and people said this is this, people were saying this this is a film that's gonna flop because no one knows who Guardians of the Galaxy is. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy were, and I was like, I was probably I feel like I was the only person at the time saying this film's gonna be awesome. This film's you gonna were. be. I was, and I, was, you and I, was, and I was like, one starts by James Gunn, awesome, yeah. and, it's yep. better, and it's about a ragtag crew of awesome superheroes. So do you know what? Nah, this is gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Trust me, trust me. And, to be, and I remember, I remember hard. You were saying that, mm. like, it's gonna be awesome. And I was like, awesome. okay. And it was like, and it was based, it was based on like a um, the version of Guardians of the Galaxy done by um, um, by um, Andy. Yeah, by Andy and Dan. So I was like, yep, yeah. boom, yeah. boom. Andy Lennon and Dan Abner. So I was like, yeah, yeah, that's. I was like, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Trust me. Yeah. Trust me. And you're right. You're right. Here we are. Here we are. Now, just winding down with the last two titles for the first mm-hmm. one, second to last, I have to obviously mention. I don't know if you've seen it, bro, but I know you won't have this. Mission Impossible. Fair record. <laughs> um, I haven't seen it. <coughs> no, I haven't seen it. <laughs> no. Now, everyone knows me, knows me well. I am a Bond fan. And the ultimate Bond fan, start to, from start to finish. Mission Impossible has gotten better with every passing film. Now, my only slight criticism. That I think the villains have been weak, apart from Henry Cavill. Now, oh. their wrestling part one went into this. I mean, I mean, all hype, typical MI film, crews doing crazy stunts. This took it to a level I didn't actually think was possible. In ways, going back to the beginning made sense. Obviously, non spoilers for those that haven't seen it, but yeah, it's, to me, this is the beginning and the end. I think the RB slow begins to wind down, but it's going to come at a cost. Because for once, this is a film where Ethan doesn't actually know how it's going to pe- uh, play out in his head. And one thing with all these films, Ethan knows exactly what he's going to do. He's got a mindset. He has a plan. But it goes pretty south very quickly from the get-go. And the fact they got Kitteridge back from the first film, as soon as I saw him in the trailer, I said, oh dear, they got a problem. And a fair play, I went into this film, and yes, it, it did work at the box office, but due to Barbie and Oppenheimer, didn't do that much as they expected. I thought it was a really, really good film. And the fact that I'm now annoyed that number two won't be called Dare Reckoning Part 2 for some stupid reason. It's been put back a year. But I thoroughly recommend it to anyone of, of the MI franchises who haven't seen it get involved. I've always, I, I, I've always, I've always got, had a, like, a soft spot for the MI film, so I'm not a fact I'm probably going to... I'm still gonna, I'm probably going to enjoy this one, to be fair. So Yeah, yeah. And number one, no shocks there. Or what was my film of the year? And you actually mentioned it, sis, without even realizing it. Uh. Was Oppenheimer? <laughs> but there was no surprise. Everyone knows I am a Nolan fanatic, but it it takes something drastic for me to sit down and watch. How long was this film? Was it over three hours? You see it? You told me. No, you know, I think of that flipping was it put against Scorsese film. So now that was over three hours, and I ain't talking about that. No, that the open up was just under three hours, and for me, I, I remember leaving that cinema after eleven, and it's two a.m. in the morning, and the film's still playing in my head. I will say this: I mean, everyone will talk about the masterful performance of Cillian Murphy, and how great Florence Pugh was, and etc. I'm calling this out now. If Robert Downey Jr. does not get an Oscar for this role, there's something wrong with the Academy. Well, we know there's something wrong with the Academy there anyway. Is the Academy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he has to. I mean, he plays... I mean, if he played Stark like the way he played this character, he, he would have made me hate him even more I already did anyway. But he is such a prick in this character. Every time he's on the screen, I physically want to put my hand around his neck and shout the motherfucker out. That shows how cool of an actor he is. Oppenheim was a brilliant film. Don't get me wrong, I haven't re-watched it recently because it's not one of those films I can say, oh, I'm in a... I'm in a Oppenheimer. I'm in the Oppenheimer mood. Yeah. Wow. Let, me, let me just pop it on. Let me just pop it on. Let me pop it on for, I've got to spare three hours left. <laughs> no, I fully recommend that. I mean, I have to give shout-outs to also Rise of the Foot Soldier, Vengeance, or X, for some great films we had this year. Even... Extent Five Nights at Freddy's, bro. What do you uh, at, sorry, Five Nights at Freddy's, bro? What do you think of it? I've only watched half of it and I don't know if I'm gonna go back to it because, like, <laughs> the only reason why I in all seriousness, the only reason why I won't go back to it is because I want to support um, Josh Hutchinson because I think he's a, I think he's a really good actor. Yeah, 
He's pretty good. Yeah, I, I've always liked him since um, Bridge of Terror Biffia. If you've never seen that film, I highly recommend it. it oh, it's a good film, Bridge of Terror Biffia. It will break your heart, but yeah. it's a great film. But um, And he was good in Hunger Games. Yeah, he was good in Hunger Games. Um, yeah. But like... I don't know what to ex- what you're gonna what to expect from a from a Five Nights at Freddy film, so and I I don't think it was that it started off promising, and then I think it got to a halfway point where the robot the robot starts start befriend his little his little sister and I was like I don't know how I feel about this this is getting a bit weird and I was like I'm, okay I'm gonna watch this later I'm gonna watch this later but um. Oh, actually, you, you didn't you didn't mention this film either, big man. But um, Marvels mm-hmm. uh, was, again, I thought I thought Marvels was a good film. I get like mm-hmm. I said, we are at that point where um, like we're, we're at um, fatigue when it comes to, um, comes to those films, and I don't think it was given a fair chance due to the fact that it's at a point where people are, are really annoyed at, at all the superhero films, yeah. and it was it was, it was pointed out weird. It came out a weird time of year as well, which is like yeah, it so it was kind of. The Marvels, yeah, yeah. Like I felt it like wasn't it, too bad. it wasn't too bad. It was actually again, I, I quite, yeah. I really liked it. I thought like the MVP of the film for me was, was Kamala's family. The family were the family yeah. were hilarious. Um, um, Samuel Jackson was Samuel Jackson. He was he was really good, and mm-hmm. I I loved the because like what I wanted from those film from that film was answers to certain questions. So like how were how were um. Um, how are Spectrum and Captain Marvel going to get? How are they going? How are they going to get along after all this time and not seeing each other? Because there was resentment that mm. like you saw in in in, um, in Wonder Vision when mm. she mentioned his name, and and, and, <laughs> and like it's been year. You can tell it's been years because technically she had been blipped as well. So, like, how are they going to? How are they going to resolve that? You got answers mm. to that. How is Kamala going to handle her fangirling over? Of Captain Marvel, and when she, how's it gonna be when they when they they actually work together and she sees what she's really like in real life? They got yes. to that, it, like it just and and, and like what, what like it was it was it was just a fun film. It was a really fun film. There were some silly parts in it, which was like okay, it's a bit weird, but oh whatever, Marvel's more Marvel. But exactly, yeah. But like it was it was like I feel like the, the main problem for for most people was because it was a uh, again. I think I think people just hate women. <laughs> it was just like, like, like the film was entertaining. It was fun. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't going to break the bank, but I feel like if there was a break on Marvel and it had been like three years, and then that was the film they brought, they started that started the new phase with. That would have been a good way to start it. Because yeah. I would say it was like it was, it was like Iron Man level or Iron Man two level. Hmm. So, but yeah, I, but again, yeah, that's all, that's that's all I'm gonna say on the matter. And I mean, finally, it's, 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 it's no Thor Dark World, and you know how I feel Yeah, it's, no, it's definitely not oh, Thor Dark World. No, no, please, no, 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 no. We can't have Thor Dark World. Yes. Definitely not. But one quick last shout out, and I know I'm going to get panned for this by you, sis. I have to mention Thanksgiving. I know you're not an Eli Roth fan, but this, I don't jump for no horror movie at all. This made me jump multiple times. And I, that's why I went, okay, you're a good film. Yeah, it's B-movie. Yes, it's grotesque. Yes, it is graphic in places. There's some hella killings in there as well. But on the whole, I actually went and I said to you, sister, I said, I hope that's his last film. Because you know what? He ended it on a high and like, well played to you, Mr. Roth. Great film. And now Thanksgiving 2 throughout in two years' time. Like yeah. <laughs> um, what I will say is that it's continuing the trend that started in 2022. And we had, like, I, 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 I referenced that in season three that we have such a mm. strong which I thought a strong horror year um, it's not been a strong horror year it's a strong, no. we are in a, a strong, a set of strong horror seasons um, and that has been continued, I mean I know I won't be uh, putting any coin to Thanksgiving at all um, but there's been some other interesting things that have come out, really good things um, I still need to see Talk To Me because uh, that looks so good yeah, um, brilliant Imaginary's coming out. I want to see that too. Uh, there's a lot of good and interesting stuff coming out. So, horror that that horror year that I thought was like, oh my god, in 2022, is looking to continue to 2024 because a lot of interesting projects coming out. And yeah, um, well, yeah, I will say Exorcist ain't one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard, I've heard. But that's the thing though. Like, it's okay to have the missteps. 
because there's so much other good interesting stuff going from a variety of creators yeah. worldwide that it's like i'm just intrigued and interested to see what comes out but like i said we're in the middle of some strong horror stuff so i'm I'm looking forward to it but yeah i'm ready i'm gonna you know i wait with anticipation to see what comes out next i'm sure it'll give me some good stuff for coming next year i think you cut this quote there guys yeah i think so um but yeah thank you very much uh for your time and your ears uh, if you would like to get in contact with us, you can email us at centuriesadventures at gmail.com. You can find us on uh, Instagram at messeduppod. Uh, bruv, what's your socials? You can find me on YouTube on the instant classic underscore KB. You can also find me on TikTok, Twitch, and Instagram on the instant classic underscore gaming. Big man, how about you? And you can find me on Insta at Mr. Underscore, um, I swear, at Mr. Underscore Roberts underscore b1 and on twitter at war 3782 fantastic thank you very very much for your ears and your time and i hope you're doing well and as always take care of yourself bye take it easy see you later and that's why we're messed up produced by the centuries avengers edited by yours truly instant classic gaming and music produced by boxing music Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.